Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast, the only place where we decipher and dictate the Ruthless Aggression Era of the WWE from the start to the absolute finish. Uh, my name is Dave and I'm joined as always by my main man, he is back from being being a bit unwell, that is CJ, how are we doing sir? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm getting there mate, uh, I've, been, I've missed this to be honest, doing a podcast, I'm uh, looking forward to doing this bonus, bonus episode for everybody. So CJ, obviously you weren't around when I did the last episode, which was the Raw and Smackdowns. Um, two words, my friend, Katie Vick. Uh, what's your thoughts, what's, you, what's your memories? Um, so I can't remember that much. All I can remember is seeing Triple H in a coffin, trying to, uh, pretending to have sex with a, with a corpse uh, or a mannequin. And uh, then uh, obviously as I got older, I've learned a bit more about it. Um, he was, it's basically Kane was a murderer, murdered Katie Vick. He said it wasn't his fault. It, it's, if, I, if I'm being honest, it, it, for, for that time, it suited that era. Um, I would probably say it would suited the Attitude era more. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was something different. But sure. <laughs> it, it wasn't something that, it, it was quite awkward to watch. I'd say. It's the famous scene with Triple H dressed as Kane in the morgue. Um, who signed, who agreed on that? Do you know what I mean? I know they always say it's all down to Vince McMahon. He makes the, the final decisions on everything that you see, uh, that they deliver you as a product. But surely there must have been other people in Vince's ear. Vince, I know this is the same Vince McMahon that wanted to have a storyline with his daughter where he was going to be the father of his daughter's child. But necrophilia storyline, I've really hit that sort of, I, I want to say peak, but it's really not a peak. <laughs> to be recreative. Is it showed on the network? Do they still show this when he's in the coffin? Uh, I've, I've, I've not got there yet. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be, I'd be interested yeah. to see if they actually, they've, they've not cut that out. They've got to have. But there's, but there's a lot of things that I've watched on the network though that everything there's a lot of things that slip through the net which you'd, obviously they, they've screwed they've gone to town with like the Benoit situation and everything else like that that they've eliminated from the network and like over the edge of 99 there's very little of the actual coverage of Owen on the pay-per-view um, like there's loads of moments that they, that they cut out but then you watch it on the flip side and there's loads of episodes of even like Raw and Smackdowns where they go a bit like hot lesbian action I'm surprised that got on the network. Well, yeah, especially if they've not got... On WWE Network, unless you're like a really religious Christian family and you don't want your kids to watch something that's going to offend them, then they'd have parental controls on. But most people that have the WWE Network, who's like a nine, ten-year-old kid, their parents aren't going to put parental gui- parental guidance on there on the, w- on the WWE Network. They're cause... not going to think to. Yeah, and that's quite scary mm-hmm. um, because you imagine if you've got a 10-year-old kid who's like, you know, kids are so, they're easy, easily influenced by things. Um, 
So you'd think that WD would take precautions with things that they are leaving on the network there for people, especially like for example, you've got access to all the ECW content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and a five, 10 year old kid can watch that freely on their PlayStation or whatever device they used to watch it on. Um, so I would say in conclusion to the Katie Vick part, it's, it's a, I, I very rarely find things awkward or hard to talk about. I can talk about anything, but the Katie Vick, the whole Katie Vick thing, just saying it just makes me shudder. I, I, that, that's it. That's all I'm going to say now on that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, obviously, again, in the in the last episode that I covered with the Raw and SmackDowns, uh, the No, Most, no Mercy card even uh, has now been obviously all sorted out. Uh, I don't know if you can remember the card off the top of your head. Uh, any sort of anything that stands out. Obviously, Brock Lesnar... <laughs> Undertaker is going to be finding hell in the cell. Yeah, I don't know, but I'm quite looking forward to that. I've not watched it yet I, since the way back in 2002. I've not watched it again, and I've not watched it yet before we do the review. So I'm uh, quite looking forward to that. Even though the basis of the match is uh, is all around Undertaker's cast and his affair. Yeah, I think that all I can remember from that No Mercy pay per view like, is is just to repeat what you said. I can I can very strongly remember the Hell in a Cell match. Uh, and I can also remember, I don't know if, and I don't want to give any spoilers away, but I know Benoit and Angle are a tag team. Yeah. And I, I don't know if they are or aren't the tag team champions going in. Uh, no, there isn't any going in. Uh, there isn't. I'll quickly run down the uh, the match card. So uh, right. you've got Jericho and Christian, uh, who obviously are your new tag team champions. Uh, they're going against Booker T and Goldust. Uh, okay. uh, you've got... Wait, 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 wait. When did that happen? Listen, <laughs> what have I missed? Brother, listen to my previous episode. Oh, yeah, my it's, God. It's all included in there. Um, you've got Tory Wilson against Dawn Marie. Uh, Rob Van Dam is going up against Ric Flair. You've got Jamie Noble uh, defending the Cruiserweight Championship against Tajiri. You've got Triple H against Kane uh, for the Championship Unification match. So it's the World Championship against the IC belt. Uh, whoever wins becomes the world champion and the IC belt gets merged with the world title. That, I very strongly remember the match because that is when, uh, is that when Ric Flair gets involved? Uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't really like give any sport. Is, is that, I think that's when Ric Flair gets involved. Maybe, and he's... maybe, maybe. Uh, we've got the, uh, the, t- the finals of the, ta- the inaugural ta- SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Uh, you've got, as you said, Benoit and Angle. Uh, they got through to the final. Obviously, they they've put them together because they didn't have nothing else to do with them creative-wise. Very much, I, I covered it in the episode, like with Sheamus and Cesaro. Uh, they're trying to embrace their inner Angle and Benoit, one-upmanship, uh, and are they friends? Are they not friends? Uh, they're going up against the team of Edge and Rey Mysterio. So the winner that of that match, good match. Yeah, yeah, the winner yeah. of that match will become the first SmackDown Tag Team Champions, uh, which. I, what, uh, we'll cover it more in No Mercy. I'll briefly cover it now. The uh, the new SmackDown tag team belts are the ones where they had the blue in the middle. So it was the old-fashioned, original tag team titles, but covered med- a bit bluer for SmackDown. Fucking loved them. Absolutely yeah. loved them. Um, you've got Trish Stratus uh, defending the women's title against Victoria. Uh, no, and no. Then, then you've got Brock Lesnar and uh, Undertaker in the Hell in Cell. So that's your card for No Mercy. Solid card. Solid card, I'd say. I'm looking forward to it. Can't knock it. I mean, 
Speaking of this bonus episode that we're doing today, Dave, what other promotions can you remember that were around at this time, at 2002, at this this point in our timeline? Because I can, I can only remember a, a few, and I don't even know if they were around at this time. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that's the basis, obviously, of this episode. Um, we got what we're going to look at is the the competition, WWE's competition. Uh, specifically from the start that we started this podcast, so you're looking like around like July, August 2002, up to the present day that we're at, so that like end of November, mid to end of November. Um, so yeah, TNA stands out. Um, so I know obviously they were doing their weekly, or is it bi-weekly pay-per-views at the time, uh, which is always an odd concept, but it seemed to work for TNA. Um, and that's about it. And that is about it. Obviously, from doing uh, a bit of research into this episode. There was a couple of promotions uh, kicking around during this time frame. Uh, one was, the, the I'd say, was semi-famous, uh, World Wrestling All-Stars, uh, the WWA. Now, the WWA, they came about in 2001 um, after WWE bought WCW. All the wrestlers that were worth anything, WWE picked up and kept their contracts on or bought their contracts out. Uh, but then there was obviously a lot of talent left. Uh, so this talent, it, as, uh, as I said, was put into this roster of the WWE, uh, and CJ, if you just want to run us through um, a few of the stars, let's say, that was in the WWE uh, in 2001, 2002. Right, yeah, I mean, some of these names will, abs- the- these names will shock you. If you're a current WWE, super, uh, WWE fan, these names will shock you if you've not watched any Ruthless Aggression stuff. AJ Styles, Alan Funk, Brian Adams, Brian Clark, Buff Bagwell, The Cat, Chris Saban, Christopher Daniels, Chucky Chaos, Crowbar, Danny Dominion, (laughs) Disco Inferno, Eddie Guerrero, Gangrel, Ghost Walker, Grandmaster Sexay, Jeff Jarrett, Jerry Lynn, Joey Legend, Johnny Swinger, Juventud Guerrero, Kazarian, Conan, Lenny Lane, Lex Luger, Lodi, Lowkey, Malice, Mark Mercedes, Mike Sanders, Nate Webb, Nathan Jones, the Najavo Navajo Warrior, oh, Norman Smiley. Norman Smiley. I loved him in oh, WCW. Screaming Norman Smiley. Nova, Pierre Oulet, <laughs> Psychosis. Do you know Pierre Oulet? Pierre. Uh, that, yeah, that was. Uh, can you remember the Quebecers, Jacques and Pierre? Yes. That's that's Pierre. <laughs> Gee, still knocking around. <laughs> yeah. um, Psychosis, Renault. Rick Steiner, Road Dog, Sabu, Saturn, Scott Steiner, Shane Douglas, Shark Boy, Simon Diamond, Stevie Ray, and the one and only Sting. Sting. That roster. Are, some absolute yeah. dog shit on that roster. Like Lenny yeah. and Lane. Lenny Lane, sorry. And um, I think I heard Crowbar mentioned on there. He was dog <laughs> in WCW. But. Uh, I think Grandmaster Sexy quite had a, a decent singles run um, in the in the World Wrestling All Stars. Um, I'm just um, I've got their championship, their heavyweight title. Um, so out of the roster that you've just gone through, then let's play a little game. The first three world champions, without looking at Google, uh, out of the names I said. Yeah. Um. I, I, yeah, I think you mentioned all the names. Yeah. Sting, I'd say Sting. No. So the first world champion. Um, the f- first one. The first world champion. I'll give you a try and build a picture. Uh, so the the final it was a tournament. Um, BG James, 
who was obviously, we all know as Road Dog, was in that final. Against um, the only man who would go on to create his own promotion to make himself a world champion. Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. Okay. The second world champion was a fatal four-way involving Jeff Jarrett. BG, uh, sorry, Jeff Jarrett, Brian Christopher. Look at him, Grandmaster Sexy, getting his immediate main event push. <laughs> uh, Scott Steiner and Nathan Jones. Easy odd one out. Nathan Jones is definitely the odd one out, and I'd, out of those, I'd, I would pick uh, Road Dog. Nathan Jones. Shut, shut up! <laughs> Nathan Jones was their champion? Yeah. What? I did all, not know that. And all these, by the way, uh, we didn't mention, uh, the World Wrestling All-Stars, I didn't know if you know this, CJ, there was an Australian company. Oh, that makes sort of makes sense, though, because Nathan Jones was Australian. Yeah. All the events so far... The first title that uh, changed was in Sydney. This was in Sydney. The next one is in Melbourne, Australia. One-on-one -on -one match. Nathan Jones against Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner wins the title. Uh, and the special ring, uh, the special guest outside enforcer for this match. Sid Vicious. What? <laughs> Sid Vicious? Sid Vicious. Wow. And then uh, Scott Steiner was then... Well, I'll just run through a couple more. Scott Steiner was then stripped of the title after signing with the WWE. Uh, so the title was vacant. Um, and fucking hell. <laughs> the title was vacant. And in Glasgow, Scotland, it's December the 6th, 2002. Lex Luger defeated oh Sting to become the WWE heavyweight champion. Was Lex Luger even in shape at this point? <laughs> Probably not. Oh my God, Lex Luger! Like that's that's a guy. I, you're more, you're way more familiar with Lex Luger yeah. than I am, but he was to me um, somebody they tried to shove down everybody's throats. And it just didn't work out. Yeah. You know, every promotion that he wrestled for because he had this chiselled physique, his perfect body. He couldn't wrestle for shit. He couldn't sell for shit. If you could shoot him with a gun and he'd wet back up like you've just slapped him with a piece of wet fish. And there were two more champions in the. Uh, the company's history. Sting defeated uh, Lex Luger to win the belt in Switzerland, in Zurich, Switzerland, in December the 13th, 2002. In a well, they're getting around. They're getting around. <laughs> in a three-way match involving Malice. And then the final champion, um, it'd only be right that the guy that held it first is the guy that holds it last. Jeff Jarrett books himself to win again uh, when he unifies it with the NWA World Heavyweight title. In the May the 25th, 2003, in Auckland, New Zealand. So that is the championship history of the World Wrestling All-Stars. Wait, wait, who's 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 in charge of the WWE? So you just said Jeff Jarrett booked himself in. Is Jeff Jarrett in charge of this? Uh, that just I, makes no sense I, at I all. It's so. in Australia. I, I, I just something, something about this, just the, the card, Jarrett instant champion, something smells like Jarrett or his father. Yeah, yeah. I never Jeff Jarrett. I just never. He had a way better. Obviously, had a way better run in TNA. Obviously, um, for the first like, I think it was like two or three years with TNA. He was like, oh, I say five years. I, I think he was. He was. He was the man to be. I can remember. It wasn't two thousand two. It was a bit later on when uh, Christian Cage debuted with him. Yeah. And I was proper gunning for Cage to win. And he, he obviously got his win against Jeff Jarrett, and 
I mean, Jeff Jarrett is he is good. He's just he's not he's, never, world, he, he's not world title main event good. But in Jarrett's head and Jarrett's father's head, is world title main event good. That's why they created TNA, so Jarrett could be the star. And WCW, they they who had the pull there with him? Vince Russo. Right, okay. Slap nuts. I liked his slap nuts gimmick. Uh, I enjoyed that. His slap nuts, yeah. Because Vince Russo thinks that using puns to describe masturbation is funny. <laughs> I, I just, I, I, I even had a slap nuts T-shirt, and I, and I was <laughs> what ten. <laughs> I didn't even start masturbating at ten, so. <laughs> So, uh, as we're on the, to TNA, um, I've picked out a few of their weekly pay-per-views from this time period. Uh, I'm going to run you through a couple of the match cards, and I want you to tell me who the uh, the victor is going to be, let's say. So, we are going to... This is the 12th weekly pay-per-view that TNA has ever produced. It is September the 18th, 2002, in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, the crowd drawing a massive... 750 people. First match. I have not got an absolute clue. We've got Chris Michaels against Corey Williams. Uh, am I meant to guess who's going to win? Pick me a winner. Pick me a winner. Co- Corey Williams. No. <laughs> <laughs> one, one for you, mate. One, one, one nil to Dave. AJ Styles versus Kid Cash. Oh, it's go- I, 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 I'm going to say. I'm going to say Cash. Oh, it's 2-0. Oh, my God. Uh, Fuck me. Dustin Diamond, a.k.a. Screech, from Saved by the Bell. What? What the hell is he doing? Is that... Well, I suppose... No, that's smart. That's smart, okay? Just before you want me to give a prediction of who I think is going to win, that's... that's, He's potential star power. Isn't he? He's like getting other fans in who watch like Saved by the Bell. They'll go to watch him. Kind of. It's not 94 anymore, though. I suppose, yeah. It, it, I think Saved by the Bell, like, I think well, it did a couple of like rehashes. But... Yeah, I, I imagine it's well and truly gone by 2002. Well and truly gone. I don't understand why he's in TNA. I, I, it makes me want to watch it, though, to find out why, <laughs> why so, he's there. Uh, Screech was facing <laughs> against uh, Tiny the Timekeeper. In a boxing match. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna back my boy Screech. There you go. There's a Screech, yes. Screech with the W. We then had a triple threat tag team match with Chase Stevens and Cassidy O'Reilly and against Jimmy Rave and Derek Wilde against Ace Steel and CM Punk. I'm not gonna say CM Punk's team teams win. Team teams team wins. I'm gonna say the first team that you said. I can't remember their names. Yeah. Wrong. It was CM Punk and Ace St- Steel got the victory. This, was CM Punk even a big deal in 2002? No, not at all. He was an ind- no, he wasn't even an indie darling. Right, okay. He made his name in RIH, didn't he? Ring yeah. of Honor. Right, uh, check this out. So the ne- I don't I don't really get the concept, but fuck it. Right, we had a, a gauntlet match, which I believe is TNA's version of the Royal Rumble. 
Um, but we have two winners according to, I'm uh, looking at this from ProWrestlingHistory.com, uh, and it says that Chris, Chris Harris and Brian Lee won the gauntlet match. Uh, but also in the match was Buff Bagwell, Disco Inferno, George Estrada, Scott Hall, Ron Harris, BG James, Cobain, Brian Lawler, Hole, uh, Hole Maximo, Joel Maximo, Jose Maximo, CM Punk, Jimmy Rave, Sonny Siaki, Slash, Ace Steel, James Storm, Six Pack, and Derek Wild. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so am I meant to predict a winner? Uh, uh, no, like I said, um, Chris Harris and Brian Lee both won. Yeah, why didn't Scott Hall win? I did or didn't he? Yeah, why didn't he? Because it's 2002 and he's on about fucking... <laughs> a, chemist, a chemist worth of tablets and dang. <laughs> he's the biggest name there, though, in that, that Gauntlet in that, match. Yeah, probably say probably him and X-Pac. Probably, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say X-Pac. Buff Bagwell. Yeah, Buff. Buff yeah. is a stuff. Yeah, so the next match, we have uh, James Storm and Chris Harris which were the America's Most Wanted, I think they were called. Uh, they beat Brian Lee and Ron Harris. Brian Lee, uh, that was the fake Undertaker in SummerSlam 1994. Yeah. Uh, it was also in the Disciples of Apocalypse as Chains, I believe. Right. Might have been. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, so uh, tag team titles. So James Storm and Chris Harris against Brian Lee and Ron Harris. Um, James Storm, Chris Harris. Correct. Correct. Chris Harris was. Um, oh, what did he, he go by in WWE for about? Braden, that? Braden Bra- Walker. Braden Walker, that's the one. Lasted oh, two God matches God. and then got fired. He was like eight stone overweight. <laughs> yeah, he was fat. Like I did, the yeah. thing is, I don't understand. When he was in TNA, he, he was massively yeah. over, and he was in good shape. And as soon as he went to WWE, he just it, he only he went to WWE like what two three weeks later, and he was like massive, like yeah. proper fat. He must have been quite depressed. But anyway, <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'm going, I'm going off topic. Go on. Maybe. Uh, yeah. So then we get to our main event of this pay per view, and um, is the NWA World Championship. We have got Ron Killings, our truth to everybody else, um, against Jerry Lynn. Oh, this sounds like a really good main event. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm going to say, how old's Jerry Lynn? How old is Jerry Lynn? Now he's he's always looked old. 2016 <laughs> and 2002, probably the same age. 2002, how old? What are you? 40. Yeah, maybe early. Maybe early. Maybe maybe late 30s. What what? How did he get famous before TNA? ECW. Was it ECW who got oh, famous? Yeah, he's massive in ECW. Yeah. Him, oh, and Rob, okay. him and Rob Van Dam are kind of known for their matches, their feud. Oh, God, there you go. Something new for me. I would say Ron Killings, our truth wins. Very true. Very true. All right, so we'll, uh, we'll just go on to... Uh, we'll do one more of the, the TNA pay-per-view of this time period. Uh, let's, let's find a good one for you. Here we go. So this is um, the, the 14th pay-per-view. So this is two pay-per-views after the one we've just spoke about. It's October the, the 2nd, 2002. Again, from Nashville, Tennessee. This crowd drew 700 people. <laughs> so less less than the other one. God, this must be really shit. <laughs> and just to, uh, just to cover it while we're there, the one in between covered... Wow. The one in between 
in September two thousand and uh, September the twenty fifth drew one thousand three hundred people. Wow! So that's that, the and that card had a cracking match. Um, AJ Styles versus Loki. So you can see why that would have brought in the crowds if that was advertised uh, beforehand. Yeah, but that's as a casual wrestling fan, that wouldn't for me. I don't. I, Loki and AJ Styles at this point in time are not very well known. But what about this for a match then? They had uh, NWO of sorts with Six Pack and Scott Hall against uh, Grandmaster Sexy, Brian Lawler and Elix Skipper. Now, Elix Skipper... Does that bring the fans in? He, no, he, he wouldn't bring the fans in because, again, he's not very well known, but Scott Hall is, um, like I said before, with that Gauntlet match. Um, Elix, Elix Skipper... He did one of the best, most... Off the cage. Um, yeah, that. I will never forget that. that stands out. Yeah, that, that stands out for me with Sick TNA. fuck. One of the best spots I've ever seen, ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, so onto this pay-per-view. So, there's 700 people in attendance. Are you ready for this fucking hell of a card? Our, <laughs> opening, our opening match, Derek right. King against Matt Longtime. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say long, Matt Longtime, so I like his name. Derek King. And then we have a tag team affair of Rick and Chris Michaels against the Kingpins. <laughs> yeah, what are they called? What are they called? Rick and Chris Michaels. Rick and Chris Michaels. Right, I'm going to Google them. I'm going to look at an image of them. I'm going to say Rick and Chris Michaels wins. No, the Kingpins. <laughs> Obviously, they bowled them over. Chris Michaels. The, the next match uh, is the Amazing Red and Shark Boy. Uh, it's Amazing Red. I loved him. Yes. Amazing. He was awesome. Yes, I agree. And yes, Amazing Red won. Uh, you had the NWA World Championship, Ron Killings against Loki. Uh, Ron Killings. Yep. You had uh, George Estrada and Jimmy Yang. Fucking Jimmy Wang Yang. <laughs> yes. Against uh, Jose and Joel Maximo. Jimmy Wang Yang. No. The Maximo brothers, who have just suddenly become my new favourite tag team in 2002. <laughs> uh, we had Sonny Siaki against David Young, possibly Darren's little brother or something. Older brother. <laughs> <laughs> or Eric's, uh, it could be Eric's older brother. Um, that I don't know if you can see that. Well, obviously, we are on Skype, but I don't know if you can see the picture of him. That's one of wow. the Michaels brothers. <laughs> wow. Do you remember the Beverly Brothers from like early nineties? They remind me of the Beverly Brothers. He's quite like one of the Michaels. This is Chris Michaels. I'm looking at. Got quite a good build on him. He's, he's got really? a roid belly. Yeah, yeah, got a good builds. Swelled roid belly. Like fat, good builds, and he look. He's very shiny face. He's got a very shiny face. Um, doesn't look like sure. I don't think they're related to Shawn Michaels. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> either. We had the NWA Tag Team Championships with James Storm and Chris Harris against Ron Harris and Ashley Hudson. Sounds like a pop star. Mm. Uh, Chris Harris and uh, Storm. Correct. Next up, we have uh, the X Division Championship. Uh, Jerry Lynn against AJ Styles in a ladder match. Yeah. Um, th so this is for the, for the X Division Championship. I'm going to... AJ Styles... Nope. Jerry Lynn. And then our main event, we have a DX reunion of sorts with Six Pack and BG James taking on Brian Lawler and Jeff Jarrett. That is your main event. 
I would like to know. So th- th- this this particular date that like, okay, so the winner of that match, I'm going to guess, is Jeff Jarrett and Lawler. God, you've been so wrong on this pay per view. Really? Yeah, so it's it's Road Dog on next pack. Yeah. Right. Okay. I want to know what's happening right now in WWE with this pay per view. So compare it to what what's on in WWE on this day. I, I want to know what the main event for WWE is. So compare it to TNA's main event. Uh, like a, a SmackDown main event or a Raw main event. You, you you've got so you've got the closest pay per view. Yeah, uh, it was in the twenty sixth of October, which was Rebellion, which was one of the UK only pay per views, and they're synonymously known for being fucking shite. So we'll take the main event of Rebellion in two thousand and two. Yeah, yeah. So the main event of Rebellion two thousand and two was Brock Lesnar against. Uh, Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman against Edge. Handicap match for the WWE title. And so, on paper, who would you, what would you say is more, to you, is more appealing? In 2002? Yeah. <laughs> this. <laughs> what, the Edge and Lesnar? Or? No. The WWE. Definitely. All these guys that I've not seen for ages, I've, I'm loving Nostalgia Kick. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So you, you, you think that at the moment, on paper, X-Pac and Road Dog versus Lawler and yeah. Jeff Jarrett is a better match? For me, if you're asking me, in, yeah. in my head in 2002, yeah, every day of the week. I would have to disagree. <laughs> to me, I would much rather watch Lesnar and, and Edge, for me. But anybody who is listening to this, and if you, you are following us on Twitter, please do let us know who you think is better. What would you prefer to watch in 2002 and why? Yeah, definitely. I'm just looking at the next pay-per-view after this, October the 9th. Uh, the opening match of the card. So remember what just main evented? Yeah, so yeah. on the last pay-per-view, the main event. On the opening match of the card, we've got Six Pack, BG James and Kurt Henning against Brian Lawler, Jeff Jarrett and Ron Killings. That sounds like a sick match, to be fair. <laughs> what is, what's Mr. Perfect doing there? Um, WWE didn't want him. Oh, it's too, yeah, he's not signed back for WWE yet. He, doesn't, he appears in the uh, 2003 Royal Rumble. Yeah, came back at the Royal Rumble. That's, that's a pretty good opener, but I'm more interested to know what the main event is now. Uh, the main, well, the middle of the card, just before I touch on the main event, the middle of the card, we had a four-way Ironman match. That's interesting. 15 minutes. You had Ace Steel, Loki, Kid Cash, and Tony Mamaluke. Mamaluke, he's uh, full blooded Italians. Italians. Yeah, he's full blooded Italians. Um, so, how it works basically, four corners Iron Man match. 15 minutes, it looks like the match went for 15 minutes and two seconds, so I imagine it was a 15 minute match. Uh, you had uh, Ace Steel pin Loki, Mamaluke pin Cash, Cash pin Mamaluke, Loki forced Steel to submit. And steel pin low key. So Ace Steel uh, winning the match. And then our main event, we've got uh, Six Pack. He beat Tony, Tony Mamaluke, Jose Maximo, Hall Maximo, Kid Cash, Ace Steel, and AJ Styles in 15 minutes and 42 in a ladder match to win the vacant NWA X Division title. Wow, that, that sounds appealing. Um, like why is X Pack winning? Is, it, is he the first ever X Division champion? No, is it not um, Jerry Lynn, I think? So the first ever one's Jerry Lynn, yeah? 
Like I said, I think so. Because um, obviously him and AJ Styles, they've been having matches, but it could have been AJ Styles. Well, I wouldn't want my first champion in my company of a really cool championship being fucking X-Pac. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Um, so, that's TNA. We've TNA. gone through WWA. What else is going off in 2002? So, we also in 2002, um, obviously since the ECW got bought out by WWE around the same time period they bought WCW, um, a... Easy, the, the, the first, I know we're on about the 51st at the minute, incarnation of, a reincarnation, sorry, of ECW. Well, the first attempt was uh, the XPW. I guess you can't get what, guess what that stands for? Extreme Professional no. Wrestling. <laughs> Is that right? Am I right? Very much so. Very much yes. so. So I'm going to take you to, in August the 31st, 2002, from the ECW Arena, Drawing 900 people, you had... That's pretty poor. That's poor for That's ECW. Poor. Yes. That is. But think about what ECW was compared to what it is in 2002. What it was in 99. The minute the Dudleys fucked off in 99, ECW went on its arse because then the Dudleys fucked off, then Taz fucked off. Um, and I like the people, obviously, they talk about Rhino being the last champion in, WC, in ECW's history. Well, when Rhino was the champion, his, uh, his title defences were like against just incredible and people like that. The, the, the ECW, uh, when it died in 2001, was two year two overpassed its sell by date. Yeah, because there was a, that, that interview they had on the network, I don't know if you watched it, with the ECW originals. Uh, Heyman. So you've got Heyman, Bubba Dudley, Devon Dudley. Tommy Dreamer and Taz are all doing an interview and they were going through like what they had to do like during the shows. Yeah. So when you just set like, so Bubba and Taz were like booker, did bookings for the ECW. Yeah. Um, and they were like, took, were in charge of like taking the money and paying the, for the arenas. So with people like them leaving the ECW, who's then left in charge to do that? Yeah. And then you're left with fucking Blue Meanie. Is Blue, Blue, no, Blue Meanie fucked off, didn't he? He yeah. went, he went in 99 yeah. to the job squad. Yeah. I, wow. think, I think that Shane Douglas has got something involved uh, with the this XPW. So I know Shane Douglas, uh, he has his own, he had his own thing a couple of years ago, and I know at the minute is is it Tommy Dream that does the hardcore, is it hardcore Hangover or something like that? It's called, yeah, which is the new, the latest <clears throat> incarnation of ECW. You see, right, out of Jeff Jarrett and Shane Douglas, Shane Douglas annoys me more. I and I don't know why. I hate Shane Douglas. And I don't know. He's never done nothing to offend me. <laughs> right. No, I, he's done nothing to offend me, but I think he, he he's like Jeff Jarrett. He thinks he's yeah. better than what he actually oh, is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Right, so, uh, hostile takeover. An opening match. We'll, we'll have the same process again. You tell me who's won. Psychosis against Super Crazy. Fucking hell yes. Uh, I'm going to go Super Crazy. You're so shit at this. Psychosis gets the victory. Next match on the card. Sandman versus Pogo the Clown. Right, okay. I'm not even going to let... I'm not even... Right, before you say anything to me, right, I'm I'm willing to bet the rest of my own bongo drink that Sandman comes down to the ring, and I've not even Googled this shit. He goes down to the ring and just gets a a kendo stick... And whips the shit out of the clown. Yes, 
It is a no contest. <laughs> That's how predictable Sandman is. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Then we have the XPW Tag Championships. Uh, Halloween and Damien 666, who I believe a family member of his is fighting on Lucha Underground, um, against Smokey Carmichael and Malcolm XL. Uh, Smokey Carmichael and Malcolm XL. No. <laughs> I don't even know who the hell they are. <laughs> <laughs> Me and you both. Um, next up, we have the XPW King of the Death match, where Supreme yes. against Angel in a barbed wire light tubes death match. Supreme versus Angel. Oh. Um, I'm going to say Angel. <laughs> what? What? I, I'm not being funny, but that is just a poor excuse for a name, right? I know what I'm going to call. I'm going to be really original and I'm going to call myself Angel. Well, they're both just as shit. My name's Supreme. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Next up is Juventud Guerrera against Chris Chetty. Juventud Guerrero. Yes, again. Up next, we have Vic Grimes against Little Guido against Alter Boy Luke in a triple threat match. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Vic Grimes. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Obviously, it's, uh, it's DCW three-way, so it's elimination, then it goes to a one-on-one. Um, you had Vic Grimes and Little Guido forced Alter Boy Luke to submit. I don't want to think what to. Uh, and then uh, Grimes pinned Guido. Uh, and then you get your XPW TV Championship. We've got Chaos against Chris Hamrick in a ladder match. Oh, okay. Uh, do I know who these are? <laughs> no. Do you know who these are? <laughs> no. Um, I'm going to say Chaos. Well done. Uh, and then our main event for the XPW Championship, we have Terry Funk. Uh, going up against Shane Douglas. Shane Douglas. Very true. Very correct. Very correct. Uh, and then we'll go quickly then into the next pay-per-view, October the 5th, uh, 2002. This drew, so the last one drew 900. What happens when you take 900 and divide it by two? You get 900. <laughs> How many twos go into 900? I don't know. Go on. I'm not very good at math. You get 450 people, my friend. And there was 450 people there. 450 people. To see an opening match of Pogo the Clown against Sandman. Okay, can we go on to the next match, please? Pogo the Sandman. Clown pinned Sandman. How? I don't know, but I don't really want to. Uh, Chris Chetty against Chris Hamrick. Hamrick. Nope, Chetty. XPW Tag Team Championships, Damien 66 and Halloween against the Dead Presidents. The what? <laughs> the Dead Presidents? The Dead uh, Presidents. So, I want to see a picture of these. The dead presidents, are they, like, pretending to be dead, dead presidents? presidents? Dressed like dead presidents? Yeah, like the Kennedys. Okay, I'm going to say the dead presidents. Uh, and you would be wrong again. Ah. Oh. <laughs> uh, Juventud Guerrera against Julio De Niro. <laughs> Julio De Niro that sounds like a porn name um, I'm going to say Hooven to Guerrero that's correct uh, Vic Grimes versus Malice Grimes the dead president's just to butt in by the way um, with two black guys two black guys in white face paint okay <laughs> and you'd have been correct with Grimes next up is Psychosis versus Super Crazy again um, I'm going to say Super Crazy Wrong psychosis. And then we've got Alter Boy Luke against Supreme in a barbed wire light tubes thumbtacks deathmatch for the XPW King of the Deathmatch title. 
Alter Boy sounds like some na- 1980s Sega Saturn reject game that I would never want to play. Um, I'm going to say Alter Boy. Alter Boy is your current King of the Death match champion. Uh, Danny Doring against Chaos. Chaos. Danny Doring. And for your XPW Championship, Shane Douglas against Chris Candido. Shane Douglas. Of course. And let's have one more. Uh, the next pay-per-view was November the 16th, 2002. Again, drew 450 people. Maybe they just didn't go. <laughs> Opening match, Sharkboy against Chris Chetty. Sharkboy. Yes. Oh, hang on. Let's see if we can get 100% here, CJ. Let's focus. Concentrate. Uh, Tag Team Championships. Damien 66 and Halloween against the Dead Presidents. The Dead Presidents. Oh, man. You were going so well. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really want them to win. <laughs> Malice against Chris Hamrick. Malice. Malice. Psychosis. Fucking hell. Psychosis against Super Crazy. They've got. A, they've got a winner piece. Um, Super Crazy. No, you're wrong. Psychosis. Uh, XPW. I don't think the roster's that big. <laughs> XPW King of the Death Match. Alter Boy Luke against Supreme against Angel in a three-way death match. Ooh, altar boy is your reigning and defending XPW King of the Deathmatch champion. Uh, Chaos against Danny Dorin. Chaos. Chaos. Sandman versus Supreme. Supreme. Sandman. XPW oh. champion Shane Douglas against Vic Grimes and Chris Dan- Candido in a three-way match. Shane Douglas. Of course. So that was three pay-per-views from the XPW, and my fucking God, that stunk. Yeah, but, I mean, I think if you compare 2002 to, obviously, now, and then you look at the, like, variety of different promotions that are available now to what they were back then, it's like everybody knows that... It's it's quite sad, really, because everybody knows that nowadays WWE is, like, the place to be. Yeah. Whereas in 2002, or just before 2002, it could be WWE, or it could have been uh, WCW before they went down, or ECW. Well, it was the the excitement of the jump. I remember the day Chris Jericho appeared on Raw, where they were doing the countdown to Y2J, and you had the clock, uh, and then Jericho appeared. Now... I'd seen Chris Jericho a few times in WCW, knew of Chris Jericho, but it was like, hang on, that's that's WCW's Chris Jericho, the fuck's he appearing on Raw? And you, you don't get that anymore because A, there's no competition, and B, they go get put into the developmental system. Uh, so you've got like Samoa Joe, Austin Aries, Bobby Roode, big stars in TNA, uh, and they come over, but they don't come over with the big star fanfare. No. They just get signed and then put into the developmental system, get put into NXT. Well, th- this is it. Like, you know, this is what today's what today is about, right? Okay. I think you've said it before, and I agree. The internet is definitely sport wrestling. No, I've killed it. Absolutely fucking killed it. Um, yeah, it has because, okay, you know, I have Facebook, you have Facebook, everybody in the world more or less has got Facebook if you've got a mobile phone, okay? Yeah. And if you're a wrestling fan, you will follow wrestling pages. We have our own wrestling page. Um, so, obviously, we, we like to look at wrestling stuff, and then there's f- f- sites 
that's post spoilers. Yep. Uh, WWE post spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking assholes. Yeah, they give away their results the the day later, like you know, straight away. I'm like, I will intentionally before I go to bed now. I've I'm now realised to turn my Wi-Fi off on my phone. Yeah, so you don't get the app notifications. Yeah, and I won't be. I can't I can't scroll through my Facebook and go, oh shit, yeah, oh, AJ Styles won. You know, yeah. I'd rather just watch the pay per view like yeah. like back in the day in 2002 yeah. where you could watch a pay per view and not have it spoiled by by people. It's and yeah. with the NXT, just going briefly onto that, um, they're down there and it's just got to a point now. It's quite sad, really. You're just waiting for them to get called up to the WWE main roster. Yeah, NXT NXT's not got its originality anymore. No, it, no, because as soon as as soon as the main guy loses his title, you just expect him to go to the main roster. Yeah, and then when he doesn't, you've got half of the NXT fans are fucked off and disappointed. That, oh no, how is it like Samoa Joe when it was the draft? Why didn't Samoa Joe get uh, drafted? Why didn't uh, Shinzuki Nakamura get drafted? I'll tell you why they didn't get drafted because the fucking main event scene on NXT would be fucking bullshit, be absolute dog if they got drafted. Yeah, I mean, too many who, too soon that they brought up from NXT, far too many too soon. Because pull the trigger on on people like Bobby Roode, um, the guy. I've I've said it before in the podcast. I'll say it again. He's got it. He's he has got it. And I'm, my major concern with Bobby Roode at the minute is his age. He's not exactly young, so they need to hurry up, get the title on him, and then call him up because I can see great things from that guy on the main roster. So, CJ, briefly, that was uh, three promotions we've just covered then in, brief, very briefly, obviously, in 2002 of this period of time, uh, TNA, XPW, and the World Wrestling All-Stars. Um, if you could sum it up um, in one sentence, how would you uh, see, if you're WWE and you're looking at competition, um, are you scared? Are you worried? Are you, are you sat back laughing at it? I would be laughing at it. I would be, if I was a WWE superstar and I was watching the, these promotions, I would probably be like, hey, you know what? This is actually something different. Um, it's something that's suited to my, my taste. I believe that if you are an avid wrestling fan and WWE two, in 2002 isn't for you and you just want to try something different, then there are other promotions out there for you. Totally, totally agree. Um, and there is a few matches that I've, I've gone through there that I'm, I'm definitely going to look into and check out. Uh, there's some other ones just for the uh, like Alter Boy Luke. I'm I'm checking some of this stuff out. I want to see this gimmick. I want got this upstart company with TNA uh, and some of their roster at this time. Is obviously you've got your AJ Styles, your Christopher Daniels, and Samoa Joe. Obviously they'll come and become backbones of TNA and make it. Well, I'd say unfortunately into what it is today, but they do. And uh, but it proves that it was hard work for them to start off with. 750. 500, 600, 700, 800 people at shows. Uh, you're doing these pay-per-views every couple of weeks. Um, the cost wouldn't have been the most expensive, I imagine, but there's still cost there to pay for this talent. And if you've only got 750 people, um, they must have spent the Jarrett's must have spent a lot of their own money uh, to get TNA off the off the ground and up and running because 750 yeah. fans a time aren't going to uh, aren't going to pay the bills. 
Well, I can't. I can't imagine the tickets being that expensive to even go watch it. To be fair, well, you're talking if it was pounds, I would imagine front 15. row ticket, you bit fifteen twenty quid. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, right, CJ. Uh, Sunday just gone was the TLC pay per view, uh, which was the SmackDown exclusive brand. Um, I don't know if you want to quickly touch on it. We'll uh, we'll go through the card, and if you want to give me your thoughts on that on each match. No. Um, obviously, you had a. I didn't see the pre-show. I don't know, CD, did you see the pre-show? No, I've never watched pre-shows. Uh, ten, ten match tag team match, apparently. Doesn't interest me. It doesn't, I don't know why. I, it is quite bad me saying that, but like pre-shows, I don't, I just not, into, I, they don't do anything for me because there's no, no one cares. nothing's, nothing's going to come of it. No. Uh, so the pre-show, we had a ten man tag team match the Hype Brothers, Mojo Rawley and Zack Ryder, American Alpha, Chad Gable and Jason Jordan, and Apollo Crews. They are wasting American Alpha at the minute in time. They defeated the Vaude Villains, Aiden English and Simon Gotch, The Ascension, Connor and Victor, and Kurt Hawkins. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's right. So we go on to the actual card. Uh, so the opening match was the Wyatt family of Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. Uh, they defeated... Uh, the man be- Beauty and the Man Beast, Heath Slater and Rhino. The fairy tale is over. Um, but yeah, I, I'm quite glad they've now got the tiles on somebody else. Um, and I still think there's more to come, a lot more to come from this uh, Orton Wyatt situation. Uh, I agree. I think at some point you're going to get the, you're going to get a payoff with it. I think it'll be Orton, you know, turning his back on Bray. But an interesting thing is, depending on how WWE go with Bray Wyatt, are they always going to keep him as a heel, or Will Bray Wyatt eventually turn into a babyface? Well, they tried it, didn't they? When they had Bray Wyatt come out and when they did the "We're Here" bit with the, all the fans, uh, the fans loved it. Yeah, and then they all got mental. Up next, uh, an absolute boring affair of uh, Nikki Bella when she defeated Carmella. Yeah, I, I don't enjoy the it. The feud doesn't do anything for. And then it was another instalment of the feud that refuses to end. Uh, Miz uh, obviously going over Ziggler in the ladder match for the IC belt. It was a good match. I enjoyed that match. They need to get the belt off the Miz, and they need to put it push him into the main event. The Miz is a great heel, a great yeah, heel. So I've said it uh, numerous times. So underrated. So underrated. He he, he would he needs to be in the main event scene, even if he's not the champion. He he's he's a great heel. He can talk shit on the microphone to people, really rile the crowd up. Yeah. The Miz deserves to be in the main he's event. Got a hot Mike. wife. Very hot wife. Yeah. I don't know how he's managed it to be honest, but. Just uh, feeling like a donkey or something. <laughs> uh, then we get our next match uh, Baron Corbin again, defeated Kalisto in a chairs match I fucking hate these chairs match. at least it's not a stairs match that was <laughs> in TLC's in the past but a fucking chairs match uh, sort it out sort it out Kalisto and just Baron Corbin they need to stay away from each other yeah. it's boring Baron Corbin deserves more yeah. than Kalisto get Kalisto off onto that new Cruiserweight show yeah Cruiserweight 205 have you caught any of that yet? Yeah, I did. I watched the first one. I'll, I'll be honest. It just felt. I don't, like, know if, I, don't know, I don't know if you get the same feeling, right? I just feel like when they had match on Raw extended. When they had the Cruiserweight Classic, I really enjoyed that because um, it was different. But what they've tried to do now is they've dragged it out. Yeah. And, and given the Cruiserweights their own show is not the right thing to no. do. Cruiserweights should be on SmackDown. They should, well, they should be on. I'm, I'm happy with them being on Raw, but 
make them part of the show. Don't make them their own product. You don't need to change the ring banners, the ring aprons. You don't need to change the ring ropes. Just have it as a match on. It didn't back in the day with the cruiserweight titles. They were never. Oh, hang on, stop everything. We need to change the everything to purple because the fucking two hundred and five pound and less guys are on their way out. It's like, no, give them their own storylines. I want to see TJ Perkins go up against Braun fucking Strowman and stuff like that. I mean, they need to start pushing the cruiserweights into and interjecting them into actual storylines or the cruiserweight division is going to die a very slow and painful death. Yeah, I agree. I, agree. I completely agree. Really Apart, I just think they should be on SmackDown. Yeah. And then we get the uh, we have the tables match for the Women's Championship. Uh, Alexa Bliss defeated the Irish last kiss, kicker, Becky Lynch. Um, shocker, that one surprised me that, but I think um, there's more. Did surprise me. There's more um, mileage out of a heel champion uh, than there is a face champion um, in anything, in anything. Um, so yeah, I think it's good for Alexa Bliss. Um, I think she's been cracking since she got called up to the main roster. Um, she is a horrible little one of them horrible little heels that just gets under your skin. Um, but obviously. They're, Becky's now going to get that. I imagine Becky, they're going to push her to get the crowd behind her. And Becky may retake the title at, let's uh, rumble, maybe? No. No, you think uh, you think Alexa will hold it for a while? Since Becky had that title, she did nothing with it. Absolutely nothing. And every time she gets on a microphone, I cringe. I don't know why. She makes me cringe. Yeah, she's, she's very uncomfortable on the microphone, but she seems to not think that she is. She, is. she reminds me of... Uh, and uh, well, obviously, uh, Seamus is Irish as well, right? But she reminds me of Seamus when he's trying to be funny, and he's yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. That's what she reminds me of. Yeah, totally agree. And then we got the main event, which was the TLC match for the uh, SmackDown World Title. You had AJ Styles against Dean Ambrose, but it was the fucking James Ellsworth show again, weren't it? The little fucking dick. <laughs> main event was for me it. Potentially could have could have been the match one of the matches of the year, um, for James Ellsworth interfering. Um, you could I think even your fi- a five year old kid would have been able to predict that James Ellsworth was going to get inserted into match some way. Um, if it I I just wish he'd have come out at the end like after the match had finished and done a heel turn or something because the match was f- completely fine without James Ellsworth being involved. Didn't need it. It was a five out of five match, five star match for me, um, but now it's four point five, purely for the fact that James Ellsworth was in the match. Yeah, and I, I think it's hopefully that's kind of the the blow off to an extent for AJ Styles and Dean Ambrose. I'd like to see Dean Ambrose get involved in someone else on SmackDown. AJ Styles go with somebody else. It's the four fifty splash yeah. through the table. Yeah. Hell, that's yes. <laughs> you don't you don't see that very often in WWE. Oh no! It again for me. I don't know about you. For me, it was just another extended version of SmackDown. Um, two pay per views a month. I'm getting oh, he's, he's, my patience is wearing thin. Yeah, it's wearing thin for me as well because yeah. obviously, if you work a nine to five job, Sunday nights, you know, you can't really stay awake to watch a lot it. Of wrestling to watch. Yeah, and it's I mean. Don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining. I love watching wrestling, but trying to keep up with it, that's the issue I have. It's trying to keep up with it, but it's also them trying to keep it fresh. And with this con- this amount of content, you- you'd need to have 100 writers um, that would be brand new every week to keep coming up with fresh ideas. One question, one question. Hit me. 
What's going to happen with James Alvarez in the next two to three months? Where, is it, where will he be, do you reckon? Um, still around. What will he be doing, storyline-wise, I should have to fucking think. But <laughs> he's, he, he, from what I gather, he's, he's what they, his contract they've signed him on SmackDown is a legitimate... They've actually signed him to a legitimate contract. So Ellsworth's going to be about for a bit. I don't know whether... Well, are they going to... I don't know. What do you fucking do with someone like James Ellsworth? What <laughs> do you do with him? You well, it, okay, let's just... He's going to have to fire AJ Styles. Yeah. At some point. And he's just... He... I... I, for some strange reason, I think James Ellsworth may end up being a, a WWE champion. Oh, just for shock fact. I want Ellsworth to appear in Rumble. Ellsworth to win the Rumble. That'd be amazing. Go on to WrestleMania. Go on, son. What would you say with the, with the... What would be the odds of that? Like, if you went to a bookies and put a bet on that... James Ellsworth. Well, you're gonna know anyway. Skybet will just tell you who's gonna win. But <laughs> yeah. what are the odds on James Ellsworth winning the Royal Rumble? Oh, Leicester, Leicester City winning the Premier League last year. So he's got just as much chance of winning. Yeah, definitely. I suppose that that, that makes. I, I just want to see James Ellsworth get a spear from Goldberg and then an F5 from Lesnar. Yeah. He's probably gonna break a record for the quickest elimination. Yeah, but isn't it like half a second with Santino? So they can. You better be fucking quick. <laughs> so, CJ, I think we'll leave that bonus episode there. Uh, guys, again, thank you ever so much for listening. Um, and as always, you know where to find us. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We are on SoundCloud. We are on iTunes. RA Era Podcast. That's all you have to search for. Thank you to everyone that interacts with us on Twitter, on Facebook. Um, it's nice to know that what we're doing um, is getting out to you guys and you're enjoying what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I you know, it means it means a lot to to myself. It means a lot to you. It means a lot to Mike. We like to know if people are enjoying the content that we're producing. So any feedback, whether it be positive or negative. Next up, it is Brock Lesnar versus The Undertaker inside Hell in the Cell for the undisputed title. It is No Mercy 2002. But until then, peace out, people. Cheers, guys. One